Hello, and welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. My name is Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, an energy healer, past life explorer, and guide. My links are in the description box for my website, podcasts, financial support opportunities, and contact information. The best way to get a hold of me is through email. So please, like, comment, subscribe, favorite, and share with your friends. I upload on Mondays and Thursdays, and I thank you for your support. <sighs> Welcome to Episode 1 of my 7-week series about the chakras. For the following 7 Thursdays, I'll be talking about each of the major chakras, like what is it, where it sits, how to tell if it's imbalanced, and ways to balance it. And then the following Monday will be a meditation exploring your chakra of the week. And then you'll have an opportunity to tune in to your own chakra, to determine its health and well-being, and take steps to assure it stays healthy and balanced. Here goes. <laughs> what are chakras? Now, the word chakra comes from ancient Sanskrit. It translates to wheel or vortex. The concept of a chakra being an energy center comes from the meditation practices of India. For the sake of these series, I'm going to focus on the big seven chakras, the ones I'll call your inner rainbow. That's the term I came up with when I was working with my children when they were much younger. Okay, I've heard that there are more than seven chakras. And then as I've worked with clients, I've asked them to activate energy portals in their hands. Well, of course those are chakras. <laughs> I understand there is an earth chakra below your physical body and a soul star chakra above your crown. While I have not incorporated those two into my sessions, who knows, probably will. <laughs> also, another thing I understand is that there are as many as 108 chakras spread out through our bodies. And no, I'm not going to do an episode on each one. I may add a couple, but no. Nah. 108 is also the number of beads in a mala, or prayer beads. Coincidence? I think not. But wait, there's more. 108 is a sacred number in Hinduism, Jainism, and Buddhism. In mathematics, it's called an abundant number. In Ayurveda and Chinese martial arts, it's the number of pressure points on the body. It shows up... In literature, science, and technology, and best of all, get this, 108 is the number of stitches on a baseball. Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Everyone has these energy vortices, even pets. Well, all animals do, for that matter. I found a graphic at groundingyoga.com showing where the chakras are on a variety of, a variety of animals. Dogs, cats, birds, and so on. In general, chakras emanate from the front and back. However, the root chakra emanates in a direction that is directed into the earth, and the crown chakra arises from the top of your head to connect with the divine. A healthy chakra has a nice horn or bell shape, you know, thin closer into the body, and then expanding out to be reasonably open. Imbalanced chakras can appear to be bent, closed, or clogged. If a chakra is imbalanced, it's reflected in your physical and emotional bodies. 
if a chakra is closed, there's a sense of not enough because of these blockages. And if it's too open, everything is so much more. So being the first episode in the chakra series, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. Today's featured chakra is the root or Mulahara chakra. Where it is on your body, it's between the anus and the genitals at the perineum, or you can call it the base of the tailbone or spine. There are corresponding places on your hands and feet, much like what you see in reflexology, um, and depending on, you know, it also depends on who you're talking to, where the correlation is. So on the hands, it can be either at the base of your thumb, at the wrist, so that puts it on, I guess, the inside. And it can also be along the lower edge of your palm. And on your feet, it's on the inside ankle bone. You know, the part that bumps out a little bit, it's going to be a little bit around there. Now, I haven't tried it, but I was wondering if pressing on that chakra point, if it's tender, if that's an indicator that you're out of balance. Hmm. I'm going to have to do some more research. The root chakra says, I am. It focuses on the fight, flight, or frozen instincts, you know, about fear and survival. It's your connection to Mother Earth and family, being grounded and present in your body. And the other chakras build from the root. That's where we get into talking about the kundalini, that life force that when it's awakened, you move so much more quickly through your growth and, and your changing. Red is the color associated with this chakra. Earth is the element, which, you know, does make sense since it's the chakra of grounding. Okay, next are, what are the signs of a healthy root chakra? You feel good in your body, comfortable in your skin. You feel healthy and vitalized. You trust the universe and are secure to the point that you can let go and relax. You're grounded. How do you know if it's imbalanced? Well, pretty much everything is the opposite. If your root is clogged or closed, you may feel afraid, anxious, disconnected from the physical. There's insecurity, sluggishness, restlessness. One source lists chronic disorganization as a sign of being deficient in your root chakra. <laughs> I am screwed. <laughs> Conversely, over is the key word if your root chakra is too open. So a chakra can be closed or it can be too open. So, you know, overly concerned with material possessions or you hoard stuff, overeating or fear of change. Oh boy, and your boundaries are so rigid and they are not negotiable. That's too open. You know, there's another way you can figure it out, too. Use a pendulum. I was in a consciousness raising group once, and we learned a whole lot of stuff. Once we had a massage table set up, and we each took turns lying down with someone holding a pendulum over each of our chakras with the intention to show which way the chakra was spinning. And that leads another one, uh, uh, leads us to ask, so how do you know what's correct, whether it's clockwise or anti-clockwise? 
or counterclockwise? Which is the healthy way for a chakra to spin? Well, usually it's clockwise. But then we can go off onto a tangent involving muscle testing where your yes and no may be different than somebody else's yes and no. But in general, in general, clockwise is, is spinning correctly. So there are several options for balancing and clearing out the root chakra. Ways to support it, like what color to wear, mudras, asanas, essential oils, affirmations, even food. So, of course, take what you feel most comfortable with, what resonates with you, and you don't need to try all the things because they may not be what you want to do, and that's okay. Okay, so first, we'll look at color. Red is the color of the root chakra. So wear a shade that suits you. You know, if, if, if you don't like candy apple red, then go with another shade like cranberry or burgundy, blood colored, whatever helps you feel better. Usually if you're working on the chakra, you would wear the color of choice around the area the chakra is in. So pants or underwear or a skirt even. Next, we've got affirmations. The affirmations are useful in building your reality. You can write them down on sticky notes and place them in places you'll see often. I have some stock affirmations here for each of the chakras ready for you. Um, so you don't have to stress over the crafting like I do. These are simple and easy to remember. Here goes. I know I am supported by the earth. I deserve and accept graciously all the abundance the universe has for me. I have enough. I know enough. I am enough. I am grounded and supported. I accept the good health that is my natural state. And so on. So notice these affirmations are stated in the present tense. Um, a friend of mine, Sandy, I forgot her last name, oops, but um, a friend of mine says that you, you phrase it in ways of I am, I have, it is, I, it's whatever it takes for you to say, this is what it is now. Have fun. <laughs> okay, and moving on with sound, there is a tone associated with the root chakra, and that is, okay, let me see if I can do this. Um, the word itself is LAM, L-A-M. It's a chant you can do, so you get quiet, you settle in, you find the tone, and there are videos that indicate what the tone is. So you can work along with it, um, and you repeat it and until you feel in alignment. You can get the same tone from singing bowls, and those are, you can get a crystal singing bowl or a metal crystal, or a metal singing bowl. It depends on what style or what practice you're following. It takes me a little time to get, to get it working, but... You can do it if you have one. Work on it. 
they are easily available, and they can vary in quality and price. Moving on to essential oils, the ones that are suited for the root chakra but are not limited to are elang-elang, vetiver, cedarwood, patchouli, which sadly smells like steak sauce on me, uh, myrrh, cinnamon, and sandalwood. Please do not drink the essential oils. Please don't. (laughs) They can mess up your liver if you use it too much. Um, What you would do, the I, what I feel is a proper way to use an essential oil is to mix it with a carrier oil, and that dilutes it. Um, very few EOs can be applied directly to the skin, and a lot are pretty expensive. And some are pretty expensive. So for a carrier oil, you can use almond oil, coconut oil, olive oil. You know, talk to your friendly neighborhood herbalist or or essential oil professional to get their recommendations. And then you apply the mixture onto the chakra at the base of your spine or on the perineum or even on the corresponding points on your hand or feet. A couple of other caveats. A true single source sandalwood um, essential oil, it can be hard to find and it's really expensive. I have... I have heard of a version that's a blend of different species of sandalwood that was a lot more cost-effective for me. And then cinnamon is considered a hot EO. That's one of the ones I don't recommend you put on your skin directly. Dilute it. Make it last longer. Carry oils. You got it. Um, Okay. Next, we move on to chakra food. I know. Who'd have thought that was a thing? But think about it. Red foods and root veggies. It seems simplistic, but it's true. So we're talking about strawberries, cherries, pomegranates, red apples, raspberries, tomatoes and red chilies, uh, red bell peppers. Those are red foods. And then we go into the root vegetables like beets and radish, onions, garlic, potatoes. I just had to say it like Sam Kanji. I love him. Um, potatoes, turnips, parsnips, turmeric, and ginger. Eat what you like. Eat what resonates with you. Okay. So going from food, there are, now let's go to what you can do with your body. There are yoga poses or asanas that are beneficial to your root chakra. The Chopra Center's author, Michelle Fondin or Fondine, recommends these following asanas. But again, it's not limited to these. The first one is Pavana Muktasana, and that's the wind release pose, and that's a knee to chest pose. Uh, there's Janir Sir Sanshana. I'm sorry, it's Janu Sir Sanshana, and that's the head to knee pose. Padmasana is lotus flexion, so that sounds like you know you're sitting in what other folks would call um, the lotus position or sitting the tailor said with your knees out to the side, and you're opening your hips. And finally is Melasana, which is the squatting pose. Now, I admit, I don't do yoga. It's not one of those, it's one of those things, you know, that's, I love the idea of it, but I just haven't committed to the whole do-it-on-my-own part. So, 
Then I found, I found out about mudras and oversimplified, it's yoga for your hands. Correctly defined, mudra is Sanskrit for seal or closure, and they are used in yoga practices with the asana and in meditation. But as I've said before, the body is reflected in the hands and feet, and the correlations in your hands to what mudra to use to balance the energy of the chakra. Now, I have found two mudras for the root chakra. That's not to say these are the only ones, but this is really a cool topic. <laughs> According to Bo Mind Body Green, the root chakra mudra is you bring your palms together in a prayer position at your heart, and then you interlace the pinky and ring fingers so that they fold inside of the palms, so they're between the palms. Your middle fingers are extended so the tips touch, and then you interlace the thumbs and index fingers so that they form rings around each other and the fingertips are touching. An added bonus is that you can hold this mudra and point it down to the chakra. And I gotta remember to keep my shoulders relaxed when I do that. And you lower your arms a little bit so the finger the middle fingers are pointed toward the pelvic region. Alternatively, you can touch the thumb and index finger together, palms up, with the three other fingers relaxed. That's, yeah, I, I know that touching the finger and thumbs together completes a circuit. Okay, now moving on, finally we talk about crystals. In general, black stones are grounding and protective and red stones reflect the color of the root. Um, black stones, uh, there's hematite, and that not only do all of these, uh, yeah, I think all of the ones I've got listed are grounding and protecting, so I don't have to repeat that all the time, but they also, these black stones absorb negativity and they transmute it into positivity. Okay. So the outstanding qualities of these others would be hematite, it filters negativity from the aura, and it gives you the courage to face habits that are not serving you. So you can get rid of old habits with the help of hematite. Black tourmaline, protective, absorbs negativities, transmutes it. Um, then there's jet, which is balancing and cleansing. Again, absorbs negativity excellent protective stone. Black onyx is great when you are experiencing grief or loss. It also stops energetic draining and helps with emotional and physical strength and endurance. And the last black stone I'll talk about is smoky quartz. It helps you with release. It's very cool. Okay, on to the red stones. Um, red is a, a is a revitalizing, energy-inducing color. So that's the big part of these. Um, red jasper also stirs up energy in a nurturing way. Garnet regenerates and re-energizes you when you feel meh or lackluster. It helps with courage and forward movement and emotions and the kundalini, and it's all in a gentle and controlled manner. Bloodstone helps you stay in the moment. It's a stone of courage, and it has a 
a very supportive, you've got this energy to it. And carnelian, it boosts self-confidence, willpower, and courage, and, cre- and creativity. So when you're using stones, you can either place them on the chakra area where um, it, it's uh, correlated with, corresponds with, or you can carry it. You can meditate with them. It's always with the intention to align and balance. Now, this is not exhaustive information, but this is a good starting point. Now, Monday is going to be a meditation focused on the root, so please tune in then. And until next time, blessings.